Therefore, he said, you will do the works that I do and greater works than these. That's why our lives shouldn't be the same. You know, I don't know what, when the last time you raised someone from the dead, but that's the norm for a Christian. So there's something that, w- that we need to do when we press into God. If we're not living with a super spiritual revelation or an understanding that it is Christ in me that does the work. It's him who lives through us that does the work. We're still in ourselves, in a human body, doing human things, natural things. But when we open our heart up to him, listen to what the scripture says. In Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 1 to 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all of one accord. I love, don't, don't you just love the unity of the first century church? They were of one accord. And suddenly they came of the sound of heaven as a a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit, when he comes upon our life, he gives us another language. It's a prayer language. It's a war. It's a spiritual language. And we have the ability to be able to pray and to speak and declare the goodness of God in tongues and to worship him in another language. Isn't that beautiful? It's powerful. Come on, let's stir up the gift of the Spirit within us, as the Bible says. Let's stir up the gift of prophecy in the house of God. Let's stir up the spiritual within our heart. Oh, we could go around life and just speak in English or your native tongue, but hey, when we begin to release the things of the Spirit, that's when the Spirit begins to pray through us and enables us to pray like he wants us to pray. We had a great time here Thursday night, Emma leading the, uh, the prayer time. But I'll tell you what, there's coming a day when the prayer room is the largest room of the body of the Christ than any other. Because, I don't know about you, but I've heard it all my life. Nothing will happen unless it's first prayed through. How many of you heard that? Yeah? Let's see, see a show of hands. Come on. If you've ever heard, nothing will happen in the natural unless it's dealt with in the prayer, in the, in the spiritual. Then clearly... Clearly, we don't believe that, or else we would have been here Thursday. Oh, it's gone silent. Oh, that hit a dead spot, didn't it? But I believe as we, as the God's house, as we become more spiritual, as we become to that place where we say, I want to see revival, but it's going to be birthed in prayer. I want to see healing, but it's going to be birthed in prayer. I want to walk in power but it's going to be birthed in prayer. I want, I, want to, I want to see my family come to know you, Lord. It's going to be birthed in prayer. And until we get desperate for God in prayer, we're going to be desperate. Oh, I don't want my loved ones to go to a lost eternity. But if you're not desperate in prayer, the power of God is released when the house of God begins to pray. They were up in that upper room and the Holy Spirit came. And the first thing that happened in their lives, they began to speak in tongues. 
I don't believe we can become so familiar with the presence of the Holy Spirit that we take him for granted. What happened in that upper room? I don't know. Has anybody done a head count? Where's, um, where's Barbara? How many in the room, Barbara? Um, I don't think it's right. 78 or 79 to be... That's not including the kids. So there could be 120 on site. Same as... Well, that's my me presumption there. Same as there was on the day of Pentecost with all the kids. Listen to this. Acts 2, 38. Peter's so excited about what God's doing. He says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, every one of you, and be baptized. He'd been filled with God. He was so excited. 120 of them. You imagine 120 of us getting so fired up this morning that we just say, hey, you know, let's, let's finish here and let's go out into our world. And 120 of them got so excited that they left the upper room empowered by the things of the Spirit and they walked out into their community. They stepped out into their neighborhood. And what did they see? There were thousands upon thousands in their community because they'd all come to Jerusalem because of the feast. And Peter, getting so excited, jumps to his feet and said, come on, you've got to repent. They didn't know Jesus. They weren't walking with Jesus. They were alien from the promises of God. And he said, look, repent, every one of you. Do you know what? There's part of me that feels, Lord, we need to repent because we're not living in the boldness. We're not living with the expectation. We're not living so full on that whether I, I burn out within a year because I'm so fired for him that my life is consumed with him because I know he is an all-consuming fire. You know, I don't know where you, whether you feel that right now in your heart. Ah, oh, the, the, the all-consuming fire in me is just igniting me. Do you know what Jeremiah said about the word of God? He said, your word is like a fire in my bones and I cannot contain it. I cannot keep it in. I've got to tell others. I've got to share what I've been given. And there was a fire in his bones. Jesus is an all-consuming fire. Our God is an all-consuming fire. And he said to John the Baptist, you may be baptizing with water, but not many days from now, you will be baptized not only with water, but with fire from the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's stir up the gift. Let's stir up the gift that's within us. The baptism of the Holy Spirit wasn't just for a few. Oh, you may have been told that over the years. The Holy Spirit is only for a few select people. No, no, no. Listen to this. This is spoken by Joel. Joel 2, verse 28 says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. That's every one of us in this room. I will pour out my spirit. That's not, that's, that's not, that's not just a, a little bit of oil. You know, obviously, the Holy Spirit is referred to as oil. It's not just a little dib and dab of oil. You know, when we lay hands, when I lay hands on people, <laughs> people get drenched in oil because I don't want to just do a little touch on people. I'm just happy to slap it on. But hey, let's, he, in this moment, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. 
That's you, me, every one of us in this room. How filled do you feel? How full are you with the Holy Spirit right now in this place, in this moment? Oh, right now you may feel really good and really holy and really connected with God. That's brilliant. But what about outdoors? What about when you get home and, and your, your loved ones aren't saved and you go into this environment where it feels like it goes flat? Do you know what? The Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead remains in you. I've heard people over the years say, where? Where is the day of miracles? Where are the signs and the wonders of God today? I tell you, the church cannot perform one miracle. And I can't perform one miracle. But the same God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever is the miracle worker and the signs and wonders come through him. And as we draw near to him and as we press into him, those same signs, wonders, and miracles that Jesus performed in the New Testament will be the same miracles that work through us today. I, I, I don't know. Oh, that, was a, that, was, that, was a, that was almost like an English amen. <laughs> that wasn't a kingdom of God roar. I don't know how excited you are about the kingdom of God and how, how we see the kingdom of God outworked. But the kingdom of God says it suffers violence and the violent shall take it by force. And there is a sound in the church that's going to roar. Because the sound of the world is getting louder. And our kids are being sold a lie to believe that they can be anything they want to be in their own bodies. They can be male, female. They can be... No, they can't be. The kingdom of God needs to shout louder than the world's, world's words. Come on. We, 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 if, if the word of God promises us what the word says is ours, then I want to see it. I want to walk in it. I want to walk in, in, in such a way that as I walk... There's not a lot of shadow in here. But as I walk, the shadow falls on the sick and they're healed. How many else want that? A nice, polite amen. Come on, let's have a roar. Who else wants that? Who else wants her handkerchiefs? Not many people carry handkerchiefs. I haven't got water bottles. I carry a water bottle with me. I want my water bottle to carry healing power. Not of works of man. But of the kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want the kingdom of God to hear on earth. My next scripture, Ephesians 1, says this. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of of your salvation, in whom, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. If you need, a, if, if you need salvation... Or assurance of your salvation. Do you know what? I, the amount of people, the amount of Christians I know who go through their Christian life and that because they've done something wrong or because someone has said something or they've read something, they, they begin to doubt whether they're still, still saved, whether their salvation is sealed. 
whether they're lost or saved, lost or saved. Do you know what? The Bible tells me that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he is the seal upon your life. So if you need reassurance this morning, the Holy Spirit is your reassurance. He sealed you. You're his. If you need the Holy Spirit to be your helper, John 14 verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, a comforter, a counselor, an encourager. Do you need to be encouraged this morning? Well, the Holy Spirit is here to encourage you. If you've, if you've lost a loved one or you, you're, you're really struggling in a particular area of your life, he's here to be a comforter to you. If you need counsel, Lord, give me wisdom in this situation. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, is here for you right now. The Holy Spirit's presence is in this place. Likewise, the Spirit, in Romans 8, 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we did not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Do you know what? The Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf right now. You know, Chica and Ken... You know, suddenly you were in a position where you needed to move house. It wasn't planned, wasn't expected, but bang, you needed to move. Do you know what? You were praying and others were praying for you and God has made a way where there seemed to be no way. It's true, isn't it? He makes intercession. He went to intercede on your behalf. Father, you see their situation. You know what they need right now. Move on their behalf. Move on. And what, what, what's the place like? A dream? Yeah, there we go. He intercedes. What does that do to you, Ken? Breaks you. Because he's got, his, he's got his eye on your life. He's got his eye on your marriage. He's got his hand upon your kids. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit empowers us. Acts 10, 38, I love this scripture. How God anointed Jesus. Oh, I want you to change the scripture for a moment. Oh, can we change scripture? Yeah, put your name in there, all right? Put your name. Alan, how God anointed Adam. Alan. Adam, sorry. How God anointed Adam. Adam. Alan. Your last name's... <laughs> With the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Isn't that amazing? I know you know that's true. I know that's in your heart. How God has anointed Alan with the Holy Spirit and power to go around doing good. Oh, I could go to you, Patience. I could go to you, Salvatore. I could go to you, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> Nay. We just need to put our name in there because it wasn't just for Jesus. It's for us. George. How God anointed George with the Holy Spirit and power 
and he went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. I want to speak this as an impartation. Right across this room, every single life in this room, how God has anointed us with the Holy Spirit and with power to heal all those who are oppressed of the enemy. For God is with us. That's an impartation to everyone in this room today. Sound team, media team. Where's Stacy gone? Hiding in the kitchen. How God has anointed you, Stacy, with the Holy Spirit and with power to go around in this life with your head held high. There's no shame. All right, no shame. No condemnation, no guilt. Don't let anything land on your life that God doesn't want in your life. Amen. All right. Acts 4. This is, this is, this is the Holy Spirit in whom we love, who loves us. Acts 4. Holy Spirit emboldens. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Can you imagine? If this place shook, it'd fall down. <laughs> let's, let's not have this place shake, right? But I believe there can be a shaking in our heart. Come on, do you want that shaking in your heart? You know sometimes when you're about to step out for God, there comes that little bit of a tremble in your life. You're like, I know this is the Holy Spirit moving because I feel a bit of a trembling. That's the shaking of the Holy Spirit upon your life. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Oh, I don't know what to say. You will not know what to say until you say it. Because the Bible says, when you open your mouth, here, fill it. It's not, it's not the cart before the horse. You have to step out in faith. And then he said, I will fill it and I will give you boldness to speak. The Holy Spirit is a source of wisdom and revelation. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10, it says, but, when, uh, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the, for what man knows the things of God except the Spirit of man that is within him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. He is our source of wisdom and revelation. The last one I want to share is this. The Holy Spirit helps us to effectively witness. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power. Say power. power. We all know that word, dunamis, dynamite, dynamic. That's what it means. But you shall receive dunamis. You shall receive power. That word power is great, you know. You shall receive power. Power. Power, power, wonder working power. There is power in the blood. Come on. You shall receive power. Do you feel that power? Come on, let's press in. Let's press in. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you 
and you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You shall receive dunamis. You shall receive dunamis. We are a dunamis people. Spirit-filled, spirit-empowered, spirit-abilityed. We have the nine fruits of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit. We have the Spirit of God in his fullness. The Holy Spirit now dwells in you. He said, I'd never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you to the end of the age. The Spirit of God leads us in truth. Come on, let's, let's, let's just stand up together. I want to pray power. I want to pray dunamis power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Come on, let's lift our arms this morning. Lift your hands. You shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall receive dunamis power, dynamite power. The power that only comes from heaven that touches lives on this earth. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I'm going to pray. Father, in this room this morning, I pray that you would infuse us with power from on high. Therefore, we pray, Holy Spirit, come and fill us afresh. Come and fill us with your spirit, Lord, that we would be a spiritual people, that we would be led by your spirit, empowered by your spirit, and Lord, that your dunamis power would rest upon our lives. Lord, that this morning we would no longer just walk in the natural ability of who we are, but we would draw on you, Holy Spirit, that every morning when we wake up, we would call upon you and say, come, fill me afresh. Fill me anew that I may be, a, that I may be used for your kingdom purposes this day. Holy Spirit, right now, fall afresh on me. Come on, let's say that together. Holy Spirit, come fall afresh on me. Holy Spirit, Come fall afresh on me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on then. Let's worship together this morning. Let's worship together. A couple of more worship songs together. Thank you, Jesus.